1: Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are
2: radio for the local craft beer movement broadcasting live this week from sweetwater brewing company in atlanta and i'm aaron williams
3: and i'm tim dennis and this week we are talking to sweetwater brewing as you might expect we're also talking to the giving kitchen we are here at the launch for second helping ipa yep it is an annual release that sweetwater brews in conjunction with the giving kitchen uh to help raise funds yeah and i believe it's uh, it's uh, one of several
2: years they've had it so they've had it for a few years now and uh, always a good thing to drink so speaking of
3: drinking Oh, this week uh, was pretty quick. We got a quick turnaround this week after the show. So yeah, we've have, having to double down on our shows. But uh, so far this week, I've had second helping. Okay, that's good. How about you? Um, I've actually I'm having I haven't had second helping yet. I had it a few weeks ago.
2: But uh, okay. this is their uh, Hatchery Series Five, uh, their Northeast IPA that's in your mix packs right now. So.
3: This is tasty stuff. I've heard good things about that. I've heard that hazy IPAs so I, I are the get thing on now. That's what, what the kids like. Soon, you know what? I did actually drink some beer since last week. I went to the the preview media preview for New Realm Brewing. Oh yeah, okay. And got to try uh, their pilsner and uh, their coffee porter. Had kicked just as I got in the door. That's I what got I there heard. A little yeah, late, but. Uh, you know, it's a gorgeous space, great facility to have here. Everybody there was excited, feeling good. Awesome place there on the Beltline. Some good beers, and I missed the. F- I had a piece of chocolate cake, a okay. little piece of chocolate okay. cake. I missed the other food, uh, but we're going to go back and uh, give that a shot. Yeah,
2: it looks like a really nice uh, addition to the Atlanta craft beer Absolutely. scene. So, so good stuff there. So uh, let's. Uh, speaking of beers and additions to the craft beer scene, let's check out this week's Truck and Taps
1: beers of the week. <laughs> Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. And obviously, the Truck and Tap sweet, uh, Beer of the Week is
3: Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Yes. All things Sweetwater. We have. The second helping, we have the Northeast IPA Hatchery number five. Uh, I'm told that there's a couple more one offs or small batches on, on deck here today. I hear they make this try. thing, it's called so uh, called 420. Have you I heard haven't heard of, it? heard of that. You haven't no, heard of that one? Is it one? new? I think so. Yeah, okay. they might I'll have, have to come try out that with one it one Yeah, yeah You might want to so see that one. That's a they've good one. They've got another one I saw up there called IPA. Oh, those zippers! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard, heard of that's those too. So yeah, We'll, yeah, give, we'll give that a shot. We'll check those out. Definitely, definitely. But it's all about Sweetwater this week. It right? is. It is. It's and all about the Giving Kitchen. It's all about Sweetwater. We're going to drink their beers. We're going to talk about good stuff.
2: Absolutely. We're going to do that uh, again, really, for the uh, for the rest of the show here. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get to Brian's headlines here in just a moment. But first, we should probably introduce our guests uh, first of all. That's uh, a good we idea. can do that. Yes. So we've got uh, Brian Schroeder from the Giving Kitchen. He's here. He's got the uh, swell Sweetwater hat. How doing today that's you yes 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 me. you're doing yep. good exactly i think we made here to I get am. these guys headphones i think i might have to we so have yes to do that and so. steve ferris is here as well from sweetwater brewing yes Cup. i am here excellent so thanks again for joining us can't wait to talk about uh, some of your beers and uh, what's going on here with the giving kitchen i uh, will do that here in just a few minutes but first let's go ahead and uh kick it over to brian hewitt with
1: lowe's headlines what's in the news the beer guys have the scoop <laughs> Time for headlines. Yeah, so Brian Hewitt is with
4: us with the headlines. What's going on, Brian? So Six Bridges Brewing is coming to Johns Creek. It'll be Johns Creek's first brewery, and they're going to focus on IPAs, Saison's, and barrel-aged stouts. It'll be a full-production brewery, and it will inhabit a 12,000-square-foot space. CRL Contracting, friends of the show, will be involved in the design and the build-out, and no open date has been announced as of yet.
2: You know, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some breweries and planning across uh, uh, Georgia and Alabama here later in the show. But uh, you know, again, it just—it just—it's filling in the mass. We seem right. to talk about this every single week, but uh, but it's great to see.
3: And that Six Bridges is working. They were originally. Etowah River Brewing, yeah, being in Canton, but apparently some challenges there with getting things done the way they wanted to. So a little location move and a name change, because there's a few other places coming up called Etowah. There's another Etowah Brewing Company, there's an Etowah Meadery. meadery right, Yeah, I that's right, so
4: meadery. That was getting a little crowded there. Yes, so. yes, it was. Another big item in the news is Scafflaw is adding a former brew dog and founder's executive as their partner. So it's beer industry veteran Chris McJunkin. He served as the Chief Revenue Officer for BrewDog USA and did two and a half years as the Vice President of Sales for Founders Brewing Company. He's taking an equity position when he joined Scofflaw at the end of the first quarter. And plans. the plan is for him to oversee sales and distribution and help Scofflaw grow its off-premise retail. As it continues to expand the availability of their cans, so that's an interesting story.
3: Yeah, I mean they're growing like crazy. You know, they did the partnership with BrewDog for some contract brewing out of the Columbus, Ohio facility. So not surprising they'd connect up with somebody there.
2: Yeah, and again they're they're in their third expansion in uh, just over a year. So
4: uh, so those guys are growing pretty big. They're definitely going to need some help. Uh, Growing that fast means growing pains, and you need some expertise to get you to that next hurdle. So beer and spicy food is a natural pairing. But what beer do you think you would want a drink after biting into like a blazing hot uh, Carolina Reaper hot wing. I'm going to go with a
2: milk stout because milk isn't supposed to cut that, and so maybe that will help. I don't know.
3: My choice is going to be don't eat Carolina Reaper wings. Well, there's that. And so that's my that's uh, So you my guys option, are both so.
4: spoil sports because IPA is typically the thing that people that's think of when they, they go to wings, and believe it or not that is actually the wrong way to go okay? because the bitterness in the IPA combined with the uh, the carbonation bubbles popping in your tongue it actually exacerbates the irritation from the capsaicin in, in the, the in the chili peppers huh. okay so Aaron is exactly right if you okay get a nitro milk stout nice if you need to, to, to calm it down with the hotness the nitro milk stout's the way to go. The sugar's in there, and the smaller nitrogen bubbles are actually much easier on you than uh, than the traditional IPA. That sounds like blasphemy.
3: I, I bet you'd get funny looks if you had a plate of chicken wings in a nitro milk stout, but it's just because they don't know. They just don't know.
4: My thought is is, is this is something that you can take in Apply in reverse because if you have just mediocre wings that aren't hot enough, go hit your IPA. Actually, in your sour beers too, because those kick it up a notch. Those really kind of cleanse the palate and let all that heat del- That's get right delivered there. They, right? they, okay. they add to the effect of the capsaicin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm an IPA with
2: chicken wings guy myself, so, you know, I guess I would I'm just as well. bucking the trend as it would be.
3: It's there's there's some loose rules out there of what may so. be best, but it's pretty much just whatever you enjoy. There Do you, go. you enjoy your IPA with your chicken wings? Unless it's the Carolina Reaper ones, yes,
2: right. but I am yes. not crazy <laughs> enough
4: to eat those. <laughs> so, exactly, there you go. Yeah. That's it. I would say I'd, I want to try those, but I I think I'd be too scared. I was going to say have yeah. you yeah. tried? Have you put this no. theory to the test yet? No, I I didn't I
2: did it once when we had it was like free wing day at the place that i go to and my son and i were there and we're like hey what the heck because they're free and uh, no they got about one or two <laughs> bites in and we just said no this is not true.
3: i'm a medium wing guy yeah, me too. give me a little a little bit of spice and, and sizzle there but that's about all i need
4: all right got about time for a while. one last story brian what's going on all right so dogfish head has unveiled what they're calling a survival beer the, it, the name of the beer is the end of the wort as we know it, and it's a 9% ABV Belgian-style fruit ale that is, quote, chock-full of amino acids, and micronutrients, and vitamins. Basically, if you can think of a superfood uh, that you could possibly eat, it's in. It's most likely in this beer, and uh, so that includes blueberries, asahi, I think it, that's how you say it, goji berries. And even quinoa, like crazy stuff in it. Um, it's uh, it comes in a 750, and it will sell for forty five dollars. So that all wow. okay. high end food is expensive. But, but here, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna take exception to that. If you're
2: trying to survive out in the wilderness, having a bottle of 750 milliliter beer is not good. They need to can that. Yeah. It's easier to pack in and pack out, right?
3: That's right. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. Or
4: Capri it, right? Oh, that's it. That's yeah. perfect. There yeah. <laughs> you go. Capri Sunnet. Yeah, a Sun yeah. yeah, little a little, little Ziploc bag. Yeah. Yes. I've seen that I've seen that done in the jungle. Yeah. Um so basically this uh, Did this, you say you've seen that done in the jungle? I have. Okay. I have. He's, got, he's actually, got lots of
2: jungle <laughs> traveling experience. I've actually been in yes. jungle
4: areas and seen the straw in the, the Ziploc bag before. All right. So it's an interesting <laughs> okay. thing. Um it it actually the the price sounds high but it also includes a solar blanket that wraps the bottle and a... Uh, Check for $30? Head- <laughs> no, but you do get a Swiss Army knife okay. with the, uh, with the uh, Dogfish Head brand on it.
3: Awesome. We'll have to pick that up so we can survive, Aaron. I
2: think that's a good idea. There yeah. you go.
3: You're listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back right after this.
1: Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger pride themselves in being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room to taste and see. And coming soon, Ironmonger's Barrel Room featuring live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. It's Aaron and Tim, the Beer Guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is
2: why Truck & Tap in downtown Woodstock and Alpharetta are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck & Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Aaron. See, they've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck & Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks daily, so that way you're getting a
3: different menu every day. Truck & Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and coming soon to Duluth in 2018. TruckandTap.com. Let them know that the Beer Guys sent you.
1: Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and... uh wear a hawaiian shirt and jeans now back to the beer guys radio show and welcome back to the beer guys radio show beerguysradio.com we are located at sweetwater brewing company today in
2: atlanta georgia talking about the giving kitchen and about their partnership steve ferris is here uh from sweetwater brewing thanks for having us absolutely thank you and uh brian shorter from the giving kitchen is also here with us too hello hello we've got we've got headphones we've got microphones we do. it's like brian's, brian's double
3: duty and man he's he's a man of many talents he's the dj and the wrapper. That's right. Yes. That is it. So Great. we're here for the launch of a second helping. And uh, Steve's going to tell us about this. Steve, I know we're uh, a few years into this, at least, into the beer. And I got to sample it when they did the launch at Staple House and really like that version. So uh, kind of tell us about the beer itself. What is Second Helping?
0: Awesome. Well, Second Helping is a collaboration beer that we created five years ago with Ryan Heidiger. Um For those of you guys who don't know Ryan Heidinger, I'll, I'll let Brian uh, Schroeder talk into Ryan and, and the background of what the Giving Kitchen is. But Ryan came and met with us and sat down with Nick, our head brewer, Mark, our brewmaster, myself and Freddie and, uh, and Jen Heidinger was here as well. And we talked about, you know, creating a beer. We talked about developing something that could be a benefit for what they were creating with the Giving Kitchen. And we talked about you know Ryan's experience in the in the hospitality and in the in the culinary industry, and, and and really what he liked to drink, and what we thought would be a great beer that we could use to not only celebrate what the giving kitchen was doing, but make something that the folks in the in the industry would really appreciate. So we talked about different styles, and we talked about uh, obviously IPAs, and, and this is five years ago, so that was. A little bit early on when everything was going IPA, but you know, something that Ryan brought to the table was something that was an interesting twist on it was juniper berries. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we were like, all right, great, let's do it. So we tested it out in our in Brewer off a festival we used to host here at Sweetwater and put some juniper berries into an IPA and we're like, wow, this is really great. And then we fine tuned that recipe and that became the recipe for Second health On.
3: Now, yep. I know that, I know juniper berries give, I know piney is one of the characters to that, but what else yeah. are you, from the juniper berries, what all did they contribute to the beer?
0: Juniper berries give a nice, uh, you know, uh, overtone to the beer, a little bit of dryness to it. You know, it definitely gives uh, a little bit of, uh, of that juniper fruit to it as well, but piney is is probably the, the predominant uh, flavor profile that juniper berries delivers to this beer. And, you know, as we were as we were talking about it, and as we were talking about putting the that into it and we were talking about where do we want to hit on an A B V level, you know, we want to make an IPA, you know, yeah, let's be a little bit aggressive with it, give it a big body, let's let's kinda of push seven percent, but you know what, let's not go further than that because we wanna make this something that people are gonna have a second beer sure, of. Sure. And that was literally where Nick replied, he goes, Yeah, like a second helping. Like, yeah, there you go. Boom. There you go. The done name, and
3: done, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, with Second Helping and the partnership with The Giving Kitchen, how does it contribute? Uh, what's the program with Second Helping with so,
0: The Giving Kitchen? So, the whole concept with this was, you know, when we first heard about what The Giving Kitchen was, it was uh, I was standing with Freddie, and we were at an event called Charlotte's Web, a um, girl who used to work at Fox Brothers Barbecue. It, uh, it was a fundraiser for her. She had gotten breast cancer, and we look like, holy smokes, not only was the community coming together, but they created this fundraiser for her. And prior to the fundraiser even happening, she passed away. Wow. And that's where Jen and Ryan got on stage and said, hey, listen, here's what we're creating. Here's the outpouring of support for Ryan when he was diagnosed with cancer. And we want to do this for other people. And we want to create this lasting uh, organization for others in the hospitality industry that don't have the support network that we have. So talking with Freddie, was, you know, what can we do as a brewery? He was like, you know what, the best thing we can do and the, and the most impactful thing we can do is is make a beer. But beyond that, of getting a beer into people's hands so they understand what that message is, what that mission is, is let's give 100% of our profits to the beer. And not only is Sweetwater giving 100% of their profits, and have we given 100% of our profits over the last four years, we're going into year five now, we challenge our wholesaler, United Distributors, to do the same. And they said, yeah, 100%. We're in. Uh, Doug Hertz and David Schulberg; those guys have been huge supporters of the Giving Kitchen since day one themselves. And United overall as a, as a wholesaler is so for both sweetwater and united to donate 100 percent of our profits every single dime that we make on this beer goes directly to the giving kitchen right,
3: cool. and uh, there's a lot of retailers that partner as well and do events yeah. throughout the season with that is that it's, correct
0: it's amazing yeah retailers have really stepped up above and beyond anything that we would have expected our whole concept when we created this beer was you know what just buy it just sell it of the profits are being donated, so your contribution is just buying the beer. And retailers, you know, far and wide, you know, this is Metro Atlanta, Athens, Columbus, those guys have said, no, we're gonna go above and beyond ourselves, we wanna donate all of our profits, or we wanna donate a buck of beer, or we wanna donate uh, for an event, or create a beer dinner, or... or whatever it is that they've created. So it's it's created this platform that other people have utilized to raise more funds for the giving kitchen. That's awesome.
3: Now, Aaron, did you say that you haven't tried this yet? No, I have tried it. We went to the you Stable House. You and, oh, uh, you were yeah, at the Stable House. That's actually, right. so, and, and you know
2: what? I do want to give you credit about that, too, is because
3: my wife went
2: with me as well. Right. She hates right. IPAs. Absolutely hates them. Especially, the you know, I hate to say it, but the kind that you make, the West Coast, the good stuff that I love, you know, she's like, oh, I'll get rid of this. But she enjoyed this because I think the Juniper really kind of tempered that bitterness a little Bit and give it a little more of a sweeter finish, a little more easier drinking, and so uh, so yeah. congratulations. Thank you, you made you my very wife much. an IPA drinker, which was uh, which <laughs> hey, is a tough task. Hey, One I person
0: rel- at a time. There I you can go. Relate to that.
3: Yeah, you know, I agree with Eve on that one. That you know, I don't like the overly bitter, but. Uh, Sweetwater's never been just totally in your face. Yeah. Like Sweetwater IPA, none of that. But this one, you know, there's a little bit of malt in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you mentioned with the drying and the juniper berries and that, it's not, you know, it doesn't hang around on the palate. So no, you get a little that's... bit of malt sweetness, you get a little bitterness there. Kind of cleans you off ready for the next uh, the next sip there.
2: Definitely. Now, Brian, uh, let's go ahead and get you to this conversation real quick. Um, we talked a little bit about with uh, with Steve about the Giving Kitchen, but since you're the Giving Kitchen guy, uh, can you give us a little bit more of a background on it and, and how this got started and got involved?
5: title yeah Brian? giving kitchen guy okay. I like that, that I, think, I think it works hey, exactly hey guy hey guy um, so as executive director of the giving kitchen <laughs> um, I like guy better but that's yeah, okay. I like guy better okay, we'll here. go with guy you go. Um, so we provide emergency assistance to restaurant workers and our our foundation story is a heartbreaker I mean there was a couple uh, Jen and Ryan Heidinger and they had the world by the tail um, they were they were successful smart beautiful people very well connected in the restaurant industry uh, on the verge of opening what would have been the next big restaurant in atlanta and he went through a phase of you know feeling sick uh you know even some of his friends and family around him they could tell something was off uh, you know he went to a trip from new york he came back and um you know just thought he had the flu and went to the doctor and found out he had terminal cancer wow and it was a, a, a devastation for their family. And they, this is really, to me, this is the story of redemption, not redemption, but you know, triumph over tragedy. Uh, his friends and family rallied around him and rallied around his cause. Uh, it, it started around a special event that we're going to host in January called Team Heidi, um, where... Date, which is going to be the sixth anniversary? Um, they said, "Hey Ryan, we want to we want to raise some money for you. We want to make sure that as you you know have, that you have the opportunity to to fight to to work on uh, your treatment, and also to make sure that this battle that you're about to start doesn't bankrupt your family." And uh, so they had this fundraiser. Their goal was to raise twenty five thousand dollars. They raised almost two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And in the aftermath of this incredibly successful fundraising event, uh, they sat back and said, as a family, as a team, what if we were able to do something else? What if we were able to start a nonprofit that uh, gave back to a restaurant community member like that Ryan was supported? And so the Giving Kitchen came out of Team Heidi. Uh, The Giving Kitchen came out of Ryan's uh, diagnosis. And it really, it changed his life and it changed the lives of the people around him where uh, all of a sudden, this cancer diagnosis became something that they could rally around, and and we've gone from raising money to save one person's life to raising money, and now we've we have served over a thousand people with our grants program.
3: It's awesome, Brian. We want to hear more and more about the Giving Kitchen, but we do need to take another quick break. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio. We are at Sweetwater Brewing for the launch of Second Helping IPA, and we're talking with the Giving Kitchen. We'll be back right after this.
2: ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We are the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding current breweries. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com for more information. CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com.
1: The Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What in time? Now back to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com is our website, and we are here at Sweetwater Brewing Company in Atlanta,
2: Georgia, talking with Steve Ferris from Sweetwater Brewing, and of course Brian Schroeder. He is the man, the guy, the guy, the, the guy, guy. There you go, from Executive the giving kitchen director. Exactly. I just like, <laughs> I, like <laughs> I like the guy. I like the guy. I want to be named the guy in a future life, and that's but what uh, I want to be for my title. So yeah. So we're talking about the giving kitchen, about Sweetwater's uh, mission, and uh, the new IPA that. The they are uh, debuting today, and uh, you'll see it on cans uh, pretty soon and uh, on tap as well uh, across the metro Atlanta area. And, and beyond, too, is it distributing
0: in Georgia? Yeah, most of Georgia. It's uh, definitely Athens, Columbus, metro Atlanta. Uh, a little bit is going to sneak out into you know, some other places, but, yeah, that's primarily where you're going to
5: find it. Yeah, Rome, Georgia, which is where I am from. Oh, ah, like a little Rome. Five, five different accounts that keep picking up Sweetwater. And in Rome, come, huh? Including Schroeder's New Deli, which is okay. the restaurant I grew up in. All right, nice. there you go. See? Got it represent, right? Represent. That's right. Absolutely, man.
3: So, Brian, we talked a little bit about the founding and kind of where the Giving Kitchen came out of. And I know that going into 2018, I've seen your new statement, uh, vision, mission, goals, and all that. You guys are really hunkering down, I guess, for 2018 and, and going into the future, 2021, and uh, you have goals a few years out in that, correct? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, what is new for 2018 and what's changing or evolving with the Giving Kitchen?
5: Uh, so, A couple big initiatives for us One, we're expanding outside of the metro Atlanta area. Uh, We're really excited about moving to Columbus, Georgia. Um, You know, Athens and Atlanta are While they're very distinctly different, they the same, very familiar. Right. Columbus is a different city. And this is an an opportunity for us to really, you know, stretch our wings, reach out to uh, a new community. And, you know, really, it's an audience that that we're going to have to sell our message. And so far, we found this is a community that is really ready and excited for the Giving Kitchen, which for us signals that there are many more cities and communities across the country that are, willing to support and be a part of the Giving Kitchen family, which is something that we're really excited about. Um, a- another big initiative for us is our safety net. So the Giving Kitchen, when we started, it was focused only on our grants program. So we're going to raise money and give money away. So if, if you break your ankle, if you have bronchitis, if you have a death in the family, you know, we'll raise money and then help to cover your living costs. One of the things that we discovered is that people who are in need don't just need the financial services, don't just need their rent or utilities paid, and and almost out of necessity, we were finding who's a mental health counselor, who's a dentist, who's a physician, and out of that necessity, we began to build a program that we call Safety Net that we were really taking to the next level in 2018, and this is a way for us to um, serve people without necessarily giving the dollar away. Mm-hmm but give the resources they need and provide immediate service and immediate care. Uh, so that no matter what, if someone picks up the phone, they call the Giving Kitchen, they email the Giving Kitchen, if they have a need um, and they're in the restaurant community, we can help to match that through the through the network that we've helped to develop. You know, and this is something I wanted to mention. I should have
3: kind of set up this, but if you're a regular listener of the show, you're wondering why we're not pounding beers and, and talking trash about brew houses and that. If you go out to a beer bar or you go out to a restaurant, if you dine out, if you drink out, the people that the Giving Kitchen helps are the people that are serving you. Exactly. The people that work in these exactly. places that you love to go. Yeah. So and you got to remember and, too,
2: you know, this is a cash business. You know, right. they mostly work on tips. Of course, there is that stipend, but you know, very rarely do they get any sort of long-term benefits and those types of things.
3: It's a cash, short-term, and it's not industry. a highly compensated industry. Oh, for as a, lot a of former people. server, yes, so, I can guarantee you. So that's it's the something case, that yeah. uh, you know a small hiccup can put them months behind. Right. Well, how, how many? Big, well,
5: how many servers do you know have a sick leave? Sure, uh, or, oh, right. exactly. or, or pay vacation Benefit, sick leave. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's
3: you know. I actually have a friend who was personally helped by the Giving Kitchen. He was in a very bad car accident. And couldn't work for I believe it was almost a month that he couldn't work for, and you know, uh, for someone he's a he's a line cook in a restaurant, and it's he didn't have a ton of money saved up to one cover his expenses from being injured and sick, and two continuing covering regular living expenses during that. So he was he was helped by the Giving Kitchen get through what have yeah. would have been an extremely stressful and harder time for it so yeah and, and again you talk about expanding into columbus
2: but even here in georgia you know in in, uh, in atlanta and in and, and, uh, athens you know there's such a big tourist town you know we're such we've known such a great food town you know a great bar town we've got so many great restaurants around here so it, you know the service community is, is very large and it's very important here well know, that's one of
5: the things that i'll say is that restaurant workers are stubborn um (laughs) that is true and so the thing that i would say to your we realized when we changed our mission instead of saying hey you apply for help that wasn't getting anywhere with the restaurant community yeah when we said hey you get your brother, get your sister, help us take care of them. That's when the grant program and the safety net program, the giving kitchen took off. Sure. Because, and that's what I would say to your listeners. You guys know when you, when, when your favorite server, your favorite waiter, your favorite, the the cookie, you know, in the kitchen, your friend who works in the restaurant industry, when they're down for the count, be an advocate for them. Let them know about the Giving Kitchen. Help them apply. That's one of my favorite things to see as the person who reviews almost all the grants that go out for the Giving Kitchen is when someone's in the hospital and it's their best friend who's applying for them. Yeah. Um, and that's what we want to really instill and encourage in this community is hey, let the Giving Kitchen help to care, care of each other. It, it is a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood. Uh, it really is a family uh and and let the giving k- kitchen help to take care of each other. And with Second Helping, it means that we get to do more of that. I mean, you, we've given away about one point five million dollars. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars of that has come from Second Helping sales. Really, that's that's a awesome. Huge that's, that's yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, that's a big chunk. That's great to hear. So now, with some of the things that you know people run into. Uh, You mentioned that you give resources, not just financial, but uh, mental health and education that. So it's not just solving – you're not putting a Band-Aid on a problem. Right. You're looking to, to help
5: educate and help people move forward. Fully. That's right, so it's it's wraparound services for the people who we've given money to, but it's also people who don't necessarily qualify for the grant services. It's the emergency assistance that they need, and it's it's the standard social service. You know, we go to different conferences, we, we make relationships in the nonprofit community, but we have people who are dentists, who are physicians, who come to us and say, I want to give back. I have a clinic. I will give on a sliding scale, uh, dentist service or uh, family physician service uh, for men and women. In the restaurant community. If They just say that they were the giving kitchen when they come into our office, and you know we. That's a program that we can grow uh, cumulatively. Um, immediately yeah. and, pre- and then we're and really excited about and it. And
2: preventative care is so huge too because again they were talking about a nighttime industry when you're talking, you know, late nights and, and shifts works and you're working, you know, 40 hours is part time usually in the in the in the restaurant industry most. Chefs that I know working, you know, 80, 90, 100 hours a week uh, just to get things done. To get that preventative care, right. you know, that's something that's really important that needs to be done for all those people too.
3: Absolutely. So okay. so, so if people want to check into the resources, is all of this, like you mentioned, you know, get people involved, come out, get educated, learn all this.
5: Uh, where would they go to do that? So givingkitchen.org is a great way. Um, one of, this is one of the most fascinating parts. Again, it's, it's kind of out of necessity building these resources, um, we have a Facebook page, it's a private Facebook group. Um, it's TGK uh, industry, TGK workers, TGK industry. Um, you have to ask to join, but it's about five, six, 7,000 people um, now who, if you need a job, if you um, are looking to employ some other people, if you have a question about industry practices um, that we help to facilitate, and, you know, we every once in a while we have to be the catcher in the rye and uh, rem- moderate this this, sure. Uh, I'm sure you guys, Tim, you know, with you too. know yes. all about that. Don't <laughs> I, I know you know something about that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's a huge resource that we provide um, as well. So that's a, that's one that's very organic. It's very social oriented. Um, go. Th- you know, just Google, or not Google, but Facebook search, uh, TGK Restaurant Group, and then, you know, go to our website, email us, call us. We're, we are we want to be a, an emergency resource for every member of the restaurant community. And right now, we serve the Metro Atlanta, Columbus, and Athens community, but we're growing. Our goal is to grow regionally in the next three years, and then after that, be a part of the restaurant community across our country awesome that's great
3: brian thank you so much for joining us we're going to be launching a support campaign with beer guys radio we're working out the details now brian schroeder the giving kitchen steve ferris sweetwater brewing thank you for what you do and thank you for your time today you're listening to beer guys radio we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute
0: Reformation Brewery, celebrating the reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last.
3: Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery, set beer free.
0: ReformationBrewery.com
1: Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
4: Back off, man. I'm a scientist.
1: Now back to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. beerguysradio.com. dot com segment
2: four already, and you know what? We had planned to bring in Bob Townsend from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to talk beer, but unfortunately, he had a prior commitment, had to take off early, so we're left to solo this. We can
3: do this. We can absolutely. We do this. can do this. I think so, so. Absolutely. So we've got all kinds of stuff to talk about. There's always good stuff going on. One thing I want to mention is the beer we're sipping on right mm-hmm. now. So Second Self was nice enough—a beer they're launching this weekend, actually. Aaron. Yep. Uh, Triforce, which for the geeks and gamers out there, is uh, inspired by the Legend of Zelda. Yep. And this is really good. This is really nice. So it's a little lighter. There's a, just a really light bitterness to it. Very fruity hops, uh, tropical. I, I'll say this. I'm gonna call Jason out a little bit. It says hazy on the can. Yep. I'm not getting a lot of haze, but uh, that doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't it's bother haze is me. Not a so, flavor. so, but so. it includes power and courage and wisdom. It's like Bronzo. So, it has electrolytes. It. Right. <laughs> this is what plants crave That's right here. Right. <laughs> It is, yeah. but this is good. the 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 Triforce Second Self Triforce IPA, very well done. Gets you some because it's really tasty. Yeah,
2: it is. It is, and it's not as heavier as as I thought it would be because it's got three different types of hops in it. I thought it was going to be a lot more hoppy, but uh, it's not. It's a nice, easy drinking beer. Um, They did a great job. Uh, Yeah, this one's one of my favorites. I like this a lot. And
3: and you know, I'm not big on the the bitter IPA. You are not so. So but this one, I think, is a happy medium that if you're the juicehead East Coast type mm-hmm. or you're the West Coast type, it kind of falls in, in between the two a little bit. Though. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. uh, you know, I also
2: want to talk about, uh, again, we're doing a little radio magic here. By the way, we've had been, we were a sweetwater brewing company for most of it. We're actually here at a different location here for this last segment. So shout out to, to Monday Night Brewing. Brian and I will pre-gamed a little bit with some dust Bunny before we, uh, we get on board, we'll look too. That. So it's quite nice. I and guess.
3: I missed the pre due to traffic. That traffic is absolutely brutal. It was I mean, brutal. I have never seen brutal, anything as okay. bad as that. But it's okay. I'm here now. i got got a beer in my hand. We're having a good time. Exactly. And you know what we're going to talk about, Aaron? What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about a few of the new breweries that are coming to Alabama and Georgia. There's a lot of them. In the the future. Which I'm excited about. In 2018. Definitely. There's there's a ton going on. And, you know, I keep a list. I can't keep up with all of them, but I do try and keep a list on Georgia. Mm -hmm. And even that is, is hard to keep up with just everything that's going on. We seem to hear about a new one. Every few days, once a week, coming up. Definitely, uh, I did some searches the other day and found even more registered to come. So there's just a lot going on. But yeah. Aaron, you mentioned a few coming up in Alabama, so why don't we chat a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, there.
2: definitely. And again, again, there's so many breweries coming up, and, and we do apologize if we have missed yours. Let us know, uh, you know, at Beer Guys at BeerGuysRadio.com if you are a brewery that's in planning too. So again, no offense, but we, if we missed you, but uh, here are some of the ones that we found: uh, Cross-eyed Owl, in Decatur, Alabama. They're going to have some core offerings, including a porter, a red ale, Mexico skin lager, IPA, they're almost ready to open. In fact, it looks like they're going to be open right around February or so, so uh, that's going to be good uh, for folks in Decatur opening up uh, again pretty soon. Another one that's uh, going to be opening up pretty soon in Montgomery is uh, Common Bond Brewers, and they're going to be Montgomery's first production brewery And some of the core beers, including a West Coast IPA, multi red ale, and a Belgian blonde, and... Uh, Brewmaster Andrew McNally, he's interested in the ke- chemistry of brewing, and he strives to brew some technically precise beers. And, again, they're opening soon, too. Yeah, so. that
3: was something interesting I found looking mm-hmm. up some info. And then very big on the science and chemistry side. Yeah. And that's something I think, you know, the, the geeky types get into that because there's a nice mix of kind of artistic creativity and science and voodoo magic yes. in, in brewing beers. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: exactly. And, you know, we talk about that all the time. Folks do the water chemistry, you know, and it's just all about the ingredients and making it correct. So it seems a lot of people with chemistry – and engineering backgrounds uh, seem to be oh, into sure. brewing a lot. Yeah, the precise, absolutely. Uh, another one, uh, Birmingham, and uh, another brewery they're opening in June 2018, uh, is Birmingham District Brewing. And that's, uh, again, about 20 years of uh, brewing experience with the owners. And core beers are going to focus on the staples, IPA, Amber, Blondale, and an Irish stout. And then a couple of ones that we've been talking about, especially this one here for a while, uh, Haint Blue and Mobile. Uh, they're going to be TBD. I know they've had some issues with uh, their legal processes and those types of things. So, uh, you know, they're still TBD, but uh, we did learn actually earlier last year what exactly Haint
3: Blue was. We did. We got schooled, Aaron. We because did. Because we mentioned it on the air when they first started planning. We did not know what Haint Blue was. No. So and now we know. We do know now. And it's so blue there on the porches. The light, lightish blue that they use on the porches there. That's Haint Blue. And it's a southern Alabama tradition, and we call ourselves southerners. We so do, but uh I Atlanta guess. gets you a little... Shielded from a little, the, the yeah, south, yeah, exactly. So, so we're yeah. not necessarily uh, that. Like you know, south. something I found really interesting with Haint Blue—they've registered as a B corporation. You familiar with those? I, I am not. No. So I looked up some info on that because I wasn't either. B corps it stands for Benefit Corporation, mm-hmm. and 33 states in the District of Columbia recognize B corps, and there's rigorous standards for their for-profit companies, but they have to make a positive impact in society, the workers, and the community around them. Interesting. So there's a big commitment for a company that registers as a B Corp to enrich everything they do, not just strictly for profit. So uh, there's a push. I think they said there's 900 B Corps in okay. the U.S. right now and more coming. So really interesting that they decided to, to go that route. Yeah, and they're in historic downtown
2: uh, Mobile as well, too. So hopefully they'll have some, you know, the restore, restoration process going there and kind of keep and preserve the, uh, the, the original uh, architecture in that uh, in the, right, in the area. absolutely. So, and uh, the last one I've got to also want to talk about is, uh, I'm going to totally butcher this name. It's the four segment after all, Silurium. Brewing, and that's not a slur, it's a slurry. That is
3: one if you have S- been drinking, I sh- you could probably slur that a little bit and still get away with that's it. That's true, actually.
2: Yeah. So, but that's one in Alabaster, again, uh, opening their TBD, and uh, they've got a tap house as well as a beer garden, the small music venue planned. And their name comes from what used to be a cotton mill town in the area that is now a neighborhood right outside of Alabaster. So, Slurria Brewing. So, that's uh, again, a total of five new breweries in Alabama. And, again, if we miss you, no offense uh, intended, give us, a, give us an email at mail at com.
3: You say if, but there's a good chance we did. Oh, I totally because agree Because there's just so did. much Absolutely. going on out there. It's, it would be impossible for, to catch, for us just to catch them all. So, uh, Georgia, over in Georgia, I know that I didn't catch them all because no. we don't have enough time to cover that. Well, you're not good. Pokemon but just master. a few that we were going to kind of highlight here a little bit. Uh, Brian mentioned this one briefly in the news segment. Six Bridges Brewing coming to Johns Creek. As we mentioned, uh, we did do a little write-up on our website about them. Uh, but they're originally going to be Etowah River Brewing in Canton, moving to Johns Creek Opening as Six Bridges Brewing. The owner, Clint Gridley, plans to focus on fairly standard styles of beer. He said there'll be a lot of IPAs, but they'll use a huge variety of hops. Okay. And they'll do a lot of different style variations on the IPA. there will be East Coast, West Coast, you know, everything in between. Nice. So, you know, it won't get boring with the range of hops and kind of variations you can do there. All the kids are coming up with no. new hops these days. So it's all all the kids, kids are doing it, absolutely. It. Now, one that should be opening fairly soon. Actually, a pair of uh, brew pubs that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is going to be Porter Pizza and Brewery, and that's going to be just off uh, Powers Ferry and 285 in Atlanta, and it is owned by a gentleman named Alan Porter, and okay. there's been a little bit of chatter online about the Porter Beer Bar here in Atlanta. There is no relation there. There's no, there's no common ownership there. It's just Alan Porter. That's his last name. He wants to use it for his locations, and uh, the Pizza and Brewery, they're targeting opening. Actually, was targeting the January open, so uh, it looks like they are making good progress by looking at their Facebook posts and stuff, uh, but they do plan to open soon there. Uh, They said they will have both a East Coast and North, or excuse me, Northeast and a West Coast IPA and a huge variety of styles that they'll do there. Just a big rotation of styles. Excellent. The Porter Barbecue and Brewery is going to be coming around in March and same basic premise there. They'll be doing a variety of styles, uh, kind of rotating them out seasonal and stuff like that. Yes. And one that I'm pretty excited about because if you've been drinking beer here in Atlanta in Georgia for a while, you know the man behind this. You've drank his beers before, at least. Uh, Halfway Crooks Brewing, and this is founded by Jorn Van Ginterachter. He's formerly of Three Taverns Brewery, and also Shane, Sean Bainbridge and Tim Killick. Now, the brewery is going to be interesting in the fact that it's, it's focused on own premise, and that's mm-hmm. something that's new here in Georgia as of September last year. Okay. You know, brewery's been able to do that. They'll do 99% of their sales uh, at their brewery out of the tap room. So they said occasional distribution for festivals or special events, but for the most part, they plan to do all their sales right there at the tap room. You know, Yorn is really, uh, he really helped to take three taverns kind of the next level. The beers they'd done over there, you know, from Helm's Deep, Night on Punts, oh, yeah. uh, all the Sour Asylum Series beers that they did there. So just to see what these guys can do with their own brewery. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, and it's,
2: it's going to be located, located there by the old Turner Field, right. the State. Uh, I think they
3: call it Summer Hill. Is, okay. uh, the area or the development there, but that's down by the old Turner Field area. So, cool. uh, we also have the Lost Druid Brewing Company, and this is another one that's going to be an own premise brewery that's coming to uh, Avondale Estates. Okay. So, you know, if you're not familiar with the area, Decaturish. Kind of gotcha. area, kind of down from that, and uh, the, as I mentioned, own premise sells there. They're going to have what they call a community-centered tap room, and they will have shareable or small plate-oriented kitchen there. Interesting. So a little food and beer going. You gotta like that. So you know and
4: what's and interesting about that is they were planning on opening up in Johns Creek, and they would have been the first in Johns Creek, and now they're Avondale. So we've. Oh
3: was that the lost to yeah, it? They were going to go to Johns. I did okay. a little yeah.
4: research on that, and they've also teased a few beers that they're. Talking about pouring their Nimble Nimbus IPA, which is their ultra juicy, hazy IPA, and uh, Bond Stout, their cinnamon bun stout.
3: So, the lost druid has now found a place, and it's, that's very good. There we go. The they, they once were lost. But now but they're now still lost, and they can be found in Avandella Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so So, hey,
2: time flies. We're having fun. It's time to wrap up this show, this episode of Beer Guys Radio. Uh, BeerGuysRadio.com is our website, uh, so don't forget to join us there and on the socials. Coming up next week, we are going to be talking to Macon Beer Company. They're going to be coming down from the, uh, Central Georgia to talk uh, beer with us. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, again, check us out on the socials, BeerGuysRadio.com. That's my dog in the background, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers.